It's the Post Pod Show. I do the cowboy hat, this one? If you want to. Yeah, it's up to you. Yeah. Um, it, the other thing is, I know that this isn't technically part of our thing, but I have to play it again. It's the Post Pod Show. Did you hear it? Yes, of course I did. Okay, cool. I didn't know if it came in or not because it I have does. that. I have that too sometimes where you have to bounce back and forth the Ecami and Yeah. Uh, well, there's also a thing on Zoom where like, you have to turn on the original sound for musicians. And oh. that sometimes is what allows things to go through. Um, Technical yeah. anyway. geek. And then, I, and then I got this. I got this. This podcast is part of the Shareable Podcast Network. Learn more at Share. Yes, I got that one too. All right. <clears throat> Even um, the ones that I have here, I don't know how. The, let's let's see if that works. Just out of curiosity, if I got you know, you ever notice we have too many windows open? There should be a whole. Empire. I have three screens over here, dude. I'm with I, you. I need and you my know phone. what? So I need my third screen. I'm not even kidding you. Like the third screen, I have two right here, and I have a third. But we're moving soon, so the thought of having to list just like I'm just going to reset up. I might have four monitors in That's my pretty new dope. setup. I like that. Yeah. I would actually do four if I could, because so what I'd like to actually have is if I had my own like office instead of the corner of my living room, I would actually have the way I have it now where I have a screen for like Zoom and everything, but I'd also have a teleprompter. So I'd have oh, the yeah. teleprompter here plus my screen so that I could look directly at it. And so I would have like a dual, like I would have the teleprompter and this I'm screen with you. like mirroring one another so that I could just look directly at it. And then I would have my main screen and then my ver my vertical display is for reading stuff and for chat windows. We can talk all day about that. That's day, a show. All in day. That's a show in and of itself. Your equipment. Let's talk about your equipment, which actually I think we have an equipment one in here. We I think we do, one. but we weren't going to talk about equipment. We're going to talk about red hot free agents. Yeah. 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 We do have one for equipment. No, we, no, we don't. Maybe it's later. No, not somewhere else. Anyway. What are we talking about today? Oh, right. Red Hot. Red hot. Red hot okay, so uh, have we started? Are we in Are we in the midst yeah, of Yeah, we're in it. We'll figure it out. You I know think what? Our, I th we'll listeners probably figure out that we will, because uh, I'm not diagnosed as you are. It's true. I definitely have developed the ADHD component, mm. or maybe the ADD component. I it's don't know. It's possible know. you caught it from me. I have a it, particularly it severe right? case, uh, yes. and, and it travels through Zoom lines uh, from I've what heard I've that. heard. And that. if you use Ecamm, it travels, um, it's like double the potency. That's true. Go. I read that on Wikipedia. There was a whole cited article on there. <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> Welcome back to the Post-Pod Show. My name is Jeff Gibbard, and this is Lou Diamond. Diamond. We're talking about red hot free agents. Lou, tell me, who's the most famous person you've ever had on your show? I'm curious. So I guess the question is, in what form of fame... Yeah, I guess so. Like in like influencer world, you have like sort of like everybody knows celebrity. You're Barack yeah. Obama's. Then you have sort of like industry celebrities. There's people that are kind of in fuzzy gray areas. Of, then you have sort of like local star power. Like you know, in Philadelphia, there's people that are well known, <laughs> uh, but maybe not inside. So I, I guess I've had some really good media personalities. If if that if I were to summarize them, like uh, I'll just name right now. These are in all top three that that like immediately jump to mind that like people everywhere would know, or people most places would know. Uh, Mary Carrillo. It was definitely one newscaster, sportscaster one. Is she Paul the one at the end of your book? No, that that's Adrian. That's Adrian Banker at the end of the book. Great, by the way, get the yeah. book. Really good. I told you I read your book. Yes, right. Adrian Banker and I. She's she is the um, morning broad. Does the morning program for News Nation. Yeah, she's awesome. Paula Farris, who used to host the View, 
Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just giving you the media. I was just saying the media personality. Jackie mm -hmm. the Joke Van Martling on. We had, uh, I had Kevin Sorbo. I'm from New York, so you know that that's like a big one for me. Yeah, I had Kevin Sorbo um, on the program, who is her Well known, unfortunately yes. well known for lately for, for a lot of Not for the best antics. reasons. Not the best reasons, yes. not good yes. things. But, uh, you know, I and here's here's the thing, like, and I'll even say, and I, oh, I had Ariana, Ariana Huffington in, in That's a world. big name. Yeah, that, that was a big name. And uh, I was lucky to get like 10 minutes with her. And Les, Les Brown in our professional speaking world that I deal with is one of big the, name. you know, very well Huge known. Name. So, so I, I, and John C. Maxwell, of all the people that I would say, like from a famous person, if you yeah. are a leadership, if you are in leadership, he is the leadership guru. He's like the guy. There. He, yeah. I think he's written like 33 books on yeah. leadership. Yeah. And a lot of them have numbers in them. So like his 34th <laughs> book could be like the 34th book of leadership. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, so it's a tough question. And the truth is, I mean, we're at 900 plus guests on just my show. I mean, it, there's, there's, there's tons of people. Uh, but what I find is that, and I think you would agree with me on this, like as a host, you're all excited about getting that famous guest. And we've had yeah. lots of famous. I've had a lot of famous athletes. I have Jamal Mashburn. I was thinking about basketball players. I know you yeah. sports. Jamal's been on the show. Still Alan Houston's his... been on the show. Yeah. David Falk has been on the show, actually, who's amazing. It was uh, the, the super agent who's Michael Jordan's agent and along with many others. Um, those sports personalities are were great. But here's what we find. Getting those people on the show mm. is is a challenge. And, and you're dealing not with them. You're dealing with usually their media person, their marketing person, their assistant. So getting them on is sometimes challenging and getting them to commit to coming on your show and then maybe needing to reschedule or move or adjust. And and the famous people actually are not that bad because if you're lucky to get them at all, usually they'll take their time. And it'll be very, very short. They'll give you 10, 15 minutes, whatever it might be. It's other people that come on the show that either are in high demand because they're moving around so much or they think they're in high demand and are constantly canceling and rescheduling coming on your podcast. And I think a couple of times is okay. When you exceed two, Jeff, when you've rescheduled two consecutive times, it's kind of like a little bit like the, the boy who cried wolf. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like, I want to come on your show. And they come on your show and they set a time and then they move you and then they move it again. And and you're like, at, at what point do you say, this is enough? I really can't deal with this type of logistics schedule. I'd love to know what your threshold is or maybe what's the most. So I was times. thinking that there's, it It feels to me like there is, um, I was thinking about like how I relate to those episodes when they finally happen. And I'm thinking that there's, um, it's almost like, you know, there's like that valley in a joke of repetition where like you say it the first or second time and it's funny. And then after a while it kind of loses its funny, but yes. then it comes back around and it's funny again. I feel like scheduling guests is a similar sort of thing. So if there's someone you really want to talk to and like they cancel the first time, maybe you cancel a time and it's like, you're on your third time. It's like, okay, it's a tale of, of two busy people. Got it. You get to like five, maybe six, and you're starting to get annoyed now, right? But maybe then you have to actually cancel and you're like, oh, now I feel like a jerk. And you get up into like the ninth or 10th time of like, you know, <laughs> now it's just like we've been trying to do this for three years. We finally got there. Now you're appreciative again. So I don't know. I mean, I, I was going to ask you, what do you think is two part question? One, what is the most the, the largest number of reschedules you've had? It doesn't have to be just the guest or just you, but like the largest number of times you have to go back and forth. And then the, the more interesting speculative question what do you think is the maximum number ever where there's been a back and forth to try and schedule was the maximum number ever? 
So I, I think I know the, for my personal one, one particular guest has now, and I say has now because they have yet to come on the show. So can we call them a guest? I don't know. They're a guest in waiting or they're a guest in line. I think it depends if you still want them on. If they are, then they're still, they're, they're, a, they're a soon to be guest and they're just having scheduling issues. But if you're like, I'm donezo, then they are no longer a guest. They're just a good story. I think three times in a row, it was the guest who needed, who was scheduled. Now, now listeners and viewers need to understand this, that we have systems set up so that when guests come on our show, we have automatic scheduling links that we will send them and they will find available times to record they will pick those times. It will go into our calendars. And to avoid any waste of time and having to go back and forth, these automated systems will, in fact, we give them a little bit of control. If they need to reschedule or cancel that particular interview, they can go in and move it themselves and adjust it. And we'll just get an update in an email and our calendar will adjust that that person has rescheduled or canceled their interview. This particular person I'm referring to, we're up to five times. They have rescheduled three times in a row. And then on the fourth time they suggest, um, they, they gave a time to work. I couldn't do it. There was a conflict in my schedule. So I replied back and said, I can't use this date and gave them options. They picked another option that got them to four times. We got to that fourth time. And this was the part that annoyed me. One hour before we had the interview, the person tried to reschedule it. I have some kind of limitation in my system that if you get within an hour, I guess, of the show, you can't just reschedule that particular one. So they had to cancel the whole thing. And then they had to book another one for another two months out. So this has been mm -hmm. going on for, if, if if my time is right here, this has been going on for 10 months. This is almost a year. This is a good guest. This is, this is a guest you've wanted. I, I don't, I don't even know. I, I, the truth is, you don't know I, anymore. I, I don't no, know anymore. Don't know anymore. It's, this is they. They've got. I'm, I'm not going to share who this is at this particular point in time. But yeah. not to not to. If it gets to nine, reputation. we're doing a follow up episode. We want to, and we covered a little bit of this in in the time mat in the clock management the episode. Yes. where we guest canceling last minute. We don't like it. But do do, <laughs> do do the reasons matter? Did, like if they're like I had a death in the family, um, I have uh, I have strep throat, um, I I my stomach hurts because I ate some like you know really uh, 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 ill-advised tacos last night. Like, what do the reasons matter, or is it just a numbers game here? So so in this particular instance, I don't know the reasons because Ooh, you don't just... have that in the rescheduling thing. In the rescheduling thing, there I I do not have that thing. It's basically if, if there's a notes piece there, and if they fill, choose to fill it out, but they could reschedule. I don't give the option. What is the reason that you're rescheduling? I don't want to you know limit it that. I just want to make it simple, and they could reschedule. Um, <laughs> to your point, I don't necessarily know if I care at this point. I'm more curious to see will this person actually come on. Uh, where it becomes problematic to us with these with these red hot free agents who are obviously moving around and they're moving around our times. Yeah. The, pro the problems for us is that we allocate a certain amount of time to do the interview, which is mm -hmm. the time that us as a host we have. Now, remember, this is not our full-time job. We are doing this as a component to our full-time jobs, although it seems like it's our full-time job. It does often feel that way. It does feel like I'm. this is all I'm doing. My wife says yeah. this is one hell of a hobby. Uh, I, I joke with it, but because they're taking up that that time, that when they cancel it, there are moments that I'm like, oh, that's annoying because I had scheduled to do it. There are other times where I'm like, yes, I just got 40 minutes back or whatever it might be. 
in my time and I can go do something else. So well, aside from point. canceling, what, what's the yeah. furthest out you've ever scheduled someone? So, so red hot free agents, not always just the canceling issue. Sometimes it's, Ooh, we got, we, we, you met someone, you got a connection, you get an in, you get an invite, you met them at a thing. And then you're like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. And you're like, great. And they're like, how's 2025. Right. So like, what's the furthest out you've had where someone said, yeah, I'm interested, but you're going to have to wait until I take my trip to the moon and back. Not counting this particular one. Uh, a very good guest who was on recently pushed me out four to five months. I think it was four mm -hmm. and a half months, actually, was when it was. And they were doing that intentionally because they had a new book that was coming out and Got they it. wanted to do the interviews around there. That's fair. Even more in interestingly, I interviewed somebody around Christmas time, this past Christmas, 2022. And six months later, they wanted the episode to drop because their book was coming out six months, sometime in June. Somehow there was communication that the the book launch was delayed and that communication never got through to me. We had put it in the queue. We put it on for the timing that that particular guest episode would come out. And sure enough, it came out at the time that they asked, which was six months in advance from the time that they came on, which by the way, was really funny. During the interview, we consciously stated that we knew this would be coming out in June. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I think I asked a question like, what, what's one of your favorite songs you love to listen to? And they started like telling Christmas music because it was Christmas time and they forgot that yeah. it was no longer Christmas. It was Christmas in June. I mean, I we still listen to Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I got a three-year-old. She loves the song. Is it the Bruce Springsteen version? Uh, no, we listen. Well, we actually go through, a, uh, we, we do a little Jackson 5. Oh, we do a little good. Michael Buble because, you oh. know, you gotta love the crooners. That, am I saying that right? Crooners, Croners. That's correct. Crooners, Crooners is right. Yeah. There we go. I know a little about music. So yeah, we 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 vary up to. There's nothing wrong with Christmas music in the middle of the year. Sometimes you need a little holiday cheer, even when it's hot out. Bottom line, with this particular person, they then came back to say that we pushed the book launch out one extra month and wanted to know after we already launched the episode if we could pull it back mm. and then relaunch it later. The answer to that question was emphatically no. Mm. And uh, you're, I said, this will just help with early promotion of your book. Good, congratulations on getting early book sales. But that that was the longest time from a delay that somebody said, when my book can go on the four and a half months, I'd love to mm -hmm. interview. This one was an intentional one, but the one who's now yet to be on the show is is 10 approaching 11 months. And that's the longest that I have. Now to your original question, what do you think... The most number of times somebody has Ever. delayed coming on a show. I bet you there's somebody in the six or seven points. Like there are executives out there, CEOs. I was going to say like fifteen. I oh, was going to go really high. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I think it's it's it's. I think it's higher because I mean, think about think about. Um, imagine that you're I don't know Tim Ferriss or someone with like one of those like big 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 shows, right? And you get Barack Obama or you get like yeah. you know someone of like world renowned notability. Um, you know. I think those are the sort of people that you're going to get those 10, 15 sort of things. And you're going to let it slide because you're like, this is one of those gets yeah. for the show. Uh, yeah, as, I got to, I got to flex a little. As you just said this, uh, and I'm starting, there's somebody else who now is a pro I've been trying to get on. I will gladly get on. This is a, a woman who's a comedian. Uh, she was on America's Got Talent. Her name is Jody Miller, by the way. She's really funny. And she's been so busy getting booked as a comedian that she just doesn't literally have time to, to come on the program. So she's actually, and been very kind, has been direct messaging. We've even had a text chain going back and forth. 
I'm like, whenever I said, whenever you're available to do it, if it works, it's great. And and like, if a certain time is going on, I know I'm not front and center on this. I'll be like, hey, do you want, would you like to do it? And you know, because now the post pod show, she's probably going to want to do it and probably come on the post pod show and do a retro. A hundred. Yeah, happen. we should, yeah. we should, you know what, Since, let's capitalize on this moment. Top three guests you would wait forever to have on your show. Not forever, because you eventually want them on, but you would wait almost a forever to have them on your show. Top three, go. Howard Stern, Oprah Winfrey. I want a really good one. I want, on Bruce Springsteen. Wow. You, you go full celebrity on it. Yeah, well, I mean, because like, if I can get, I mean, who, those would be the ones worth waiting for. The, the, I mean, like, you know, my, my good buddy, Jay, do I want Jay to come on the show? I would, I would really hope that wouldn't be on the top list. It wouldn't like, be a hard, it wouldn't more. be a, a, a steep ass. It's funny because I was thinking as we go through this whole thing about the red hot guests and just, you know, I'll close out with my answers of it. But I was thinking, uh, luckily I haven't had to deal with much of that because I don't get starstruck by like yeah really anybody. But I will say the few occasions where I've been as close as you get to starstruck, they're not like celebrities right like they're not people that are world renowned and are famous for being famous or famous for like some sort of a notable position the people that like i aspire to talk to that i'm like oh god i would love to sit down with this person are like people that are really well known in like very very like narrow niches of some sort right so i'll give you my three right? yeah i want to hear this i want to hear what we're talking about so so i'll give you the the most notable of them first i would love to sit down and talk with seth godin would love yeah. to. I, I mean, yeah. he's like, you know, he's he's the godfather of the whole thing. Maybe so. because I've met Seth. <laughs> I just think he's interesting yeah. and I love his blog. And like, I just, I'm amazed by his longevity and I'm amazed by, I just like, I align with a lot of his stuff, right? Second one, um, Bell Hooks, um, author mm. of Teaching to Transgress and okay. um, The Will to Change, a number of other amazing books. She's one of my favorite authors of all time. I would love to sit down with her and talk. Now, like you really have to be into like, you know, feminism and understanding patriarchy and capitalism and white supremacy to like even have a an interest in sitting down and talking with her. But like legit, one of my favorite authors of all time is is Bell Hooks. So like that would be on my list, um, but definitely not a celebrity outside of like, you know, Agreed. academic circles, right? Yeah. Um, and then I guess the third one that I would want to sit down with, um, there's, a, there's a guy on LinkedIn that I follow that I would love to sit down with. I don't know if I would consider him a red hot guest, but I just, I love following him on LinkedIn. Um, his name's Farzeen Farzad and he's known yeah. as the organizational justice guy. I don't know if you follow him, but I absolutely freaking love him. Oh, okay. So, so wait, so here's the thing. All three of those are gettable. Totally. Totally. Those are th so, so I guess, so I would it, sooner reach out to Barack Obama and be like, yo, you should come on my show. Then I would reach out to any of the three of them probably because yes, I but, think, but you should, but you want know, to reach out to them. Know, and you all right. So here's what we're doing. You and I'm, I'm first of all, Seth, so I'm going to reach on. out to Oprah for you. Okay. You're going to reach. I'll re well, Seth, I can, I like, no, so I can like literally reach out and you can have a conversation. He's tough to get on podcast because he's yeah, a busy guy, he's but, a busy he, dude. But, but you can coordinate. New book it just and, came out. Like, yeah. I'm sure he wants to come and talk to me about it. There, I mean, you know, or or he's just going to have people come to him to go do it. Whatever one, it might be. But the other, one or the other. Let, let's put it this way: that there's those are gettable. Look, yeah. Howard Stern's not leaving his studio. Oprah, I'm not getting anytime soon. And if I can get Bruce, it's going to be you know like and we're talking about you know my my, my favorite yeah. musician of all time. Yeah. So no, the, I the, totally get so it. So those are like, oh my god, if I had the chance to do that type of thing. Um. Otherwise, but yours are gettable. Those I want I want to talk people. to like intellectuals and academics. Like I don't know what I would talk to a celebrity about. Such like if nerd. I had Taylor Swift in the chair with me, I'd be like, so I think that would be what's awesome. your favorite song? <laughs> but I wouldn't, but I wouldn't change. Here's the deal. 
And this is where, okay, so where you're nervous about the type of conversations you would go in, all of your normal questions that you would ask on your programs for those people would actually flow and would actually be Beautiful. the questions you'd still want yeah. to ask. Mine wouldn't change either. It would be the yeah. same the same questions and the same formula that I would go through for asking those certain people because it wouldn't be like, what's your great, you know, uh, Oprah was the most favorite, most memorable interview or anything like that. I want to know about them a little behind the scenes. On totally. How they tip, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so it would not be any different. And those are the people that I've always looked up to and admire. So I guess in that particular sense. Yeah, I think I would just feel like the pressure to prepare a little more for some of these folks that I just mentioned. Like I would want to make sure that I like really nailed the interview. Whereas like there's a lot of people who come on I haven't necessarily met or I don't know. And like I have a great interview with them, but I don't feel the pressure to necessarily like I only get this window of time with this person. So I better make sure it counts. Like I, I kind of feel like I could I'll just I'll make it happen. Like I don't think about it. quite. I guess I don't overthink it as much. That's true. By yeah, the way, those I would put I'd put this in the category of what three red hot free agent guests would you want to hop on a plane to go visit? Mine would be that. Like I would I would I mean mm. not that I would have to get on a plane to get to one of them, but to get to two of them, I would. Yeah. So uh yeah, so that would be that would be fun stuff though. But I will tell you this though, I I agree with you. I know that there's probably CEOs and executives who have delayed coming on shows because their schedules have gotten so yep. busy. And people have said, I'd love to have you on for a business podcast or whatever it is. And they probably just pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. Actually, I'm going to tell you this, that there's a woman who I used to work with, who's good friends with me, who the people who schedule her, she might be the one who's flirting on the longest. As I just thought about this, she's probably mm. over a year. So we're going to, we're going to get That's her. That's possible. She's yeah. There's a lot of speakers and authors and, and folks that like run in similar circles to us that are pretty tough to get to sometimes. Red hot free agents. All right. Bottom line is uh, we, we I think the lessons from this are one, we like to have these guests on, but we recognize that they they, 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 they keep pushing the thing. We would love a little bit of explanations to when mm, they reschedule yes. and what it would be. Yep. And uh, I don't think I mind it so much. I used to. I definitely used to when people would push the envelope and start to reschedule stuff. That's my yeah. take on that. I don't mind it as much. You know, I, I, I think takeaway for me is um, for me, guests are guests for the most part. Um, some guests I'll, I'll wait a little longer and have a little bit more tolerance for, uh, cause they got a little bit of star power, pull power. Like maybe it's in their headline or maybe it's just, I think the conversation would be interesting, but to your point, if you're going to be tough to schedule with or reschedule too many times, just give us a reason. Um, don't waste our time. Uh, not because like, you know, we're, we're, we're hot shit or anything, but like just, you know, out of courtesy, out of yeah, courtesy, it's a nice thing to do. You know, I'm new diamond. I'm Jeff Gibbard. And this right? is. It's the Post Pod Show.